Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. Uh, this episode in no way reflects my beliefs about the elders. <laughs> the elders? Not the elderly. The yes, elders. The elders. The, the elders of the internet? Exactly. The elders of the internet. That's a we should do. Oh, I like they should do more IT. They do an IT crowd podcast they should, they next. Should do, they should do more IT crowd with the original Yes, cast. they should. That's the problem with uh, English TV. Is they never do enough of it. They're like, Here, here's four episodes. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Hi, guys. We are, brought to you, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. Appreciate all of our supporters. Uh, they, they, they help the show keep going. This week's episode is The Old Man and the Sea Student, episode AABF-16, originally aired April 25th, 1999, written by Julie Thacker and directed by Mike Scully. Julie Thacker is Mike Scully's wife. They have created multiple television shows together. So it's good to have a team to work with. Comedy is always better. That's one of the things I feel a lot of people think that comedy is a very solitary thing, but comedy is really... It works really well in pairs. Like a lot of the, the most prolific writers in the world are actually part of writing teams. I mean, I would I would in theory agree with you. In application... Just in theory? <laughs> in application of this episode, which was... I, am a, I, I assume much like every Simpsons episode is, there's a, a, a writing room that contributes significantly regardless. This This episode may be not some of the best what really maybe not uh it received a 6.9 rating nice approximately 6.9 million viewers nice episode finished in 41st uh for the week i don't have any other information so i don't even know how well i did on fox i assume fam family guy and x files did better yeah sure uh the chalkboard gag loose teeth don't need my help <laughs> well probably not no i mean maybe I mean, if you, if you really hate the person who has the loose teeth, I, well, or maybe they need, maybe they want the teeth, the tooth out. It's possible. Possible, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the couch guy, the Simpsons find the rest of the cast in the living room watching TV. Is this the first time we've seen this one? Uh, I don't recall seeing it before, but couch gags don't stick very well with me. I well, it's. I mean, the problem is you we you've seen so many episodes in syndication where it feels like. You you know you watch five episodes in a row and then suddenly you're like okay I saw five couch gags which one did go went with which I don't remember and there's yeah. multiple episodes that have a lot of people in the room watching the television but this feels like the first time we've seen this one I'm, if it it if it it should be new because it is in that kind of cadence where the last few episodes of the season generally are new couch gags again uh, the episode guest stars Jack Lane as himself for some reason. For some reason, I don't know why Jacqueline is in this episode. I mean, I know why. The only reason, but I don't know why. Well, yeah, I mean, he's in it because it's proof that the elderly can still be incredibly fit. But okay, I don't. <sighs> yeah, I we'll get there. Uh, the also episode episode also guest stars NRBQ, which is a band. Are they the ones who do the uh, cover? Yeah, they do the cover of Can't Buy Me Love uh, uh, by the Beatles. Uh, they are the NRBQ stands for New Rhythm and Blues Quartet, originally Quintet, and were like, by by Mike Scully's definition, the house band for The Simpsons for his run on the show. Interesting. We Meaning they would do 
different covers uh, and different little musical bits here and there. Um, episode begins with us looking at the IOC, uh, even though they kind of fitted a little bit with the logo, just so they wouldn't get sued. The logo, if you look closely, is not the same as the actual IOC logo. The Olympics. I really doubt they've let them use that logo because this is this is really bad. Yeah, it, the sign does say now with Myanmar, which I think is the funniest bit of any of this, uh, because Myanmar yeah. was Burma up until, uh, well, back then had just recently changed to, to to Myanmar. But yeah, this bit is very bad. Uh, it it starts to show off with not. The Simpsons, it's just a bunch of stereotypes of people from different countries. Uh, We get uh, Russia, we get Italy, and uh, Switzerland, and Japan, and, like, you know, all the big countries that, you know, we we think of when you think of the Olympics and all that. Um, And it's not, it's bad. Uh, I didn't capture it, not even to show how bad it is. It's just, it's not... It's they got a letter from the the important part is Lisa wrote them a letter uh, wanting the Olympic torch to come by or come through Springfield just so she could see it. Um, everyone else wrote to the Backstreet Boys, apparently, by but it, this is all project. This is like a school. Pro, why are they writing? Who are they writing letters? I'm confused, Matt. What is happening? I'm assuming they were uh, they had to write a letter to a celebrity or, you know, just to someone to get them to writing because, you know, they're second graders. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing you do to second graders here. Just we need you to write, write more because then you'll get better at it. OK, I, I'm just I was just like they wrote letters, but then they don't get they get to decide who the and everyone wrote to the Backstreet Boys. OK, oh, sure. Um, But the the leader of the IOC who is just some who doesn't even have a, does do you ever learn what country that guy's from nope okay. uh and, it's like even though you're the leader you don't get to be the one to pick i don't it's all like none of this makes any it doesn't matter it's all like this is it's just it's just all nonsense because the ioc doesn't work like this whatsoever and i wish like the IOC is an unbelievably cor- un- a corrupt organization, and there is—I mean, it's no FIFA, but it's getting close. It's not FIFA, but it is close. It's just one tier below FIFA on the corruption scale, I would say, if we're talking about international sports uh, commissions yeah. or companies, corporations, whatever. And you could do so much with it, and it's just hey, here's some some accents thrown at you. I'm like, okay, so. That guy decides that they are hosting the Olympics, right? That's that's what he says, Matt. I listen back. He says the Spring, yes. Springfield is hosting the Olympics. So, uh, they, I guess Springfield gets word that they're going to be hosting the Olympics, and Homer is excited because he gets a chance to to enter the contest to create a mascot for the Olympics. Anytime. Well, you said I couldn't do it, but here it is. Meet Abby, the Olympic tabby. How'd you get the eyes to move? Uh, you paper mache my cat? Just for the prototype, honey. <laughs> Knowing you always ate my first idea, I prepared a backup. How about a big Olympic hello for Springy, the Springfield Spring? Those aren't the dog's eyes, are they? Hey, that's cute. Good work, Dad. It's fun for the whole family. And the ends are razor sharp to protect our nation and its interests. Ow! God bless America. 
So the, the the lone thing I remembered from this episode prior to rewatching it, Springy. Mm-hmm. So it's really the only good part of this episode. <laughs> um, there's gags here and there that I enjoy, although a lot of them do involve Springy. So we have Springy. The Springfield Spring is Homer's entrance into this contest. We don't see anybody else's entrance uh, uh, ideas except for Patty and Selma. So I don't know. I don't know. It it the Olympics are not important because very, and we'll see why immediately because the town is cleaning up to best. They already they're they're to get prepared, I guess. But they it feels like they're trying to like show off for the committee. But why if they've already won the bid? Yeah, see that's that's the confusing part about all of this is like they've already won it. How can they lose it so quickly? Maybe maybe it was just. I got nothing. It, it this, like, this episode makes no sense. It, there's lots of nonsense happening. I mean, it. Yeah. So uh, we get a, a montage of them cleaning up the town, which I enjoy. I, I think it's 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 funny and charming, and and it shows off Springfield's scumminess and the shadiness of like Chief Wiggum escorting rats out of town, including Cinnamon, who makes eyes at him. It's very cute. They put out the tire fire. Um, one of the signs say established in 1989. Yeah, which I'm, I mean, we've seen several times that it's before. I mean, established 1989 would be when the show started. So I know we're with the rolling time uh, line here, but uh, it just seems a little disingenuous. I feel like it's been going on for a lot longer than that. I don't know. Regardless, they clean up the town. The committee shows up. They're very impressed. Uh, both uh, uh, Wiggum and uh, Quimby promise them above the the grant the the uh leniency on crimes and money so there's some of that corruption humor that we are looking for matt there's there is a little bit in here just not a lot that's true that was one of the better jokes so then they are presented with some the school children singing a song about how children are the future and now because the children are our future here are the children of springfield elementary with a song they call the children are our future. Children? Children, children, future, future. Are you ready for the children? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The future is a coming, hey, hey, hey. Children, children. I've never wanted a beer worse in my life. <gasps> I love you, honey. Are you talking to me or the beer? To you, my bubbly, long-necked, beechwood age lover. Children, children, children of the future. Kids! <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Oh, it's awful. I mean, it's what I would expect of children singing. So, okay, this is my, that's my question for you, Matt. I, I, I want to ask you this. So, this is this is kind of a parody of up with people style music that is so often you often hear at functions like this. And the song is purposefully bad. It's supposed to be bad, right? It is designed to be empty and vapid and painful, as Homer's need for alcohol. Is, is evidence of that. However, my question is, does that excuse how bad it is? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, 
again, we're not supposed to be cringy, but it's it's levels beyond what it really should be, to be honest. Yeah, I, That's what really gets me. Yeah, and I feel like it could be funnier about how bad it is. Instead, it's just bad. And that's not, I feel like you can make purposely bad things that are also funny, because the Simpsons have done that many hundreds of times throughout the years. So they sing the bad song, and the Olympic Committee loves it. I don't know why, but they do. And they love kids. They're, they're all about the kids. They're like kids. They're cute. They're trying. I guess that, and that's probably enough. But that's not enough because Skinner then introduces Bart, who does some comedy, and it's bad for everybody. It gives me great pride to officially declare the next Olympics will be held right here. In... Wait, wait. We have one more act: the patriotic comedy stylings of Bart Simpson. Oh. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, you're from Russia, huh? Duh! You drunk yet? Duh. Poland, eh? <laughs> Too easy. How you doing, Germany? Here's my impression of an East German woman. Kiss me or I'll crush you. That's what we're all thinking. I'm not thinking that. Hey, Swiss miss. <laughs> There's no missing you, babe. <laughs> Lay off the cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'd like to say one last thing to our Olympic representatives. If there was a medal for horrible audiences, you'd get the gold. Peace out. So the IOC hears that, and uh, they're upset. And I guess they leave, they leave, they relight the tire fire, and they take away the Olympics. Yeah, which they were saying at least as offensive things about each other in the first meeting. So I'm not sure really why they're that mad, but I guess it's worse coming from a kid. <sighs> I don't, I don't know, Matt. It doesn't matter. They don't, they, this okay. is, the, the, I, I, it, I get, it matters because it's not funny. Like, there are ways to, again, there are ways to do this and offend the Olympic Committee so that they leave. Like, you could have Lisa openly question their, their blatant corruption and bribing and the way that they make a, they make, there's a single joke in here about how Sarajevo, Sarajevo after the 84 Olympics was so much better. And that is referencing the fact that the there was a trim, like, huge civil war <laughs> yeah. after after the eighty four Olympics and it was terrible and like or and you can talk about how yes people build up these giant facilities and then they are left unused and uh, decrepit and end up costing people the people who live in these countries millions if not billions of dollars. There's th you can talk about that, and you have Lisa go. Ah, oh, this look. This is a very important thing, and it, look, why? And I, but instead, Lisa's the one who gets them there, and they get offended because Bart makes some lazy jokes that aren't. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They leave because this episode is not about the Olympics. No, even though the Olympics take up seven minutes, six minutes, they take a, a well. A large portion. Yeah, we're going to talk about this uh, quite a bit when we review uh, Mike Rice's new book. But uh, apparently, that's that's part of the formula: is that the, the the actual story doesn't start until the end of the first act. I that's one that that I mean, that's not true. I mean, I can point at many episodes that don't do that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, maybe for okay. Regardless, so the Olympics are gone, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. But it does set up the rest of the plot. It does. The set kids the... are in trouble, and Homer has a whole bunch of extra springs. He does, which is the A and B plot. Is that the kids? Uh, I mean, and we see that here, where we see the kids embark on their punishment for doing. I don't. Why are again? 
I I don't really I honestly do not mind either of the plots. I think either of these plots are serviceable. I wouldn't call them great, but I think they're fine. But the way they get there makes no sense and it just it So why are the kids being punished? I don't get that. They didn't do anything except for Bart, but all the children, Skinner and Bart are ultimately the ones who are responsible for this. Not Mark. That's right. But but Skinner is an authoritarian. He his justice does not have to be just. We see the kids get taken on a bus and put in their various places around the city to serve community service for, I guess, being children. All right, Martin, for your community service, you'll be setting up a midnight basketball program for inner city street games. Shirts and skins, let's hustle! Millhouse, do you like the beach? Who doesn't? Good. I want you to pick up all this medical waste that's washed up on the shore here. Ow! I pricked myself! Well, just keep working. You'll prick yourself with the antidote sooner or later. <sighs> what are you gonna do to me? Bart, not all community services, gang warfare, and dangerous infection. And to illustrate that point, here's where you'll be working. The fireworks candy and puppy dog store. No, 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 next to it. Settle a bet, boil or mole? So, here's the plot. Uh, it's shown up. Yay, it's finally here, and it's it's uh, it's mean. Let's just put it that way. It's, I, it's season 10, so someone has to be mean to somebody else to I, have a plot. I, I The part plot in the retirement home is not so bad. It's 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 fine, I think. It is serviceable. But it, the, that, like, it, it, these jokes are, like, the example of, like, why is it so dark? So, so, like, Martin just walks through, walks out, and his basketball gets shot. Milhouse is pricking yeah. himself on diseased-ridden medical waste. Like, where's the joke in that? That's just cruel and racist to, on top of it. I don't... Yep. I, uh, like, uh, there's... Uh, okay, regardless. All right. Regardless, so, we, we we go to commercial. I... We go to commercial. We go to commercial. Indeed. And when we come back... Uh, Bart is confronted by the worst thing imaginable, a bunch of old people who want to pinch him because he is so cute. Uh, Bart wanders into the, you know, retirement home. The old people are there. Uh, they crowd around him. Uh, you know, they're, they're like, oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. Ha ha ha. They start pinching him. One of the women asks Bart to, uh, attach her sock garters, uh, to something. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure what he was supposed to attach them to. No, I know. think it's supposed to be the scary part. No, you gotta attach them to the garters, man. Oh, attach the socks to the garters. Okay, that yeah, makes way yeah, pull more up sense. Her, yeah, Thank pull you. her socks up past her thigh and attach the little thingy there, you know, like old people wear. Okay, that's still a, a bit much to be asking someone on their first day, but I suppose that's not, you know, terrible. Well, who else is she going to ask? I don't know, one of the people who are paid for that? Who? Um, so, uh, Bart attempts to run away, uh, but then he sees that uh, Lisa is already there, and she has been pulled in, uh, and she's been captured. Oh, no, Lise, they got you too. Got me? What are you talking about? I've been volunteering here for a year. Hello, let's hear some numbers. I got a nice diagonal going here. B3. You sunk my battleship. 
G-52! You shot my battleship. Oh, I got a bingo! What do I win? A banana! A whole one? Yep. That's the prize, a banana? Their natural mushiness prevents choking and promotes regularity. They're not babies, Lisa. Give them something fun, like cigars or booze. We tried giving them eggnog at Christmas, but it led to widespread de-shawling. Well, that's what they get for wearing such tight little shawls. Mm. Oh! <laughs> yeah, that's uh, problematic, let's say. <laughs> oh. I like the battleship yep, that's joke. Right. I like the battleship. The battleship joke is funny. The banana is funny. The sexual harassment on the elderly not quite as funny anymore. <laughs> not, not quite as funny. But that's the thing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be positive. Man. So I like the battleship joke. I think the banana joke is funny. Um, I like Lisa running bingo and trying to be nice to the elderly. Um, I I like the I like those things. Those are the good things. That's why I recorded that clip. Is because it has one very problematic uh, thing, and yeah. the rest not too bad. Yeah. Uh, are you? Not, yeah. Is this? Are these notes to be believed? And you have no more clips in this. So. I have no more clips. Nothing else jumped out at me to say, "Hey, record me." Uh, All the rest of it's just embarrassing. I mean, sometimes that's useful. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, but no, sometimes I like. Sometimes I like showing the bad, just to give an example. It's like class. Fair enough. But I didn't feel like that today. That That is the only clip I have for today. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Just asking. Uh, at this point, we realize that the elderly can fall asleep uh, as soon as someone says nap time, uh, because uh, I believe Lisa calls nap time, and they all immediately fall asleep, after which they begin to be vacuumed and cleaned out, uh, because I guess they can't trust the elderly to bathe themselves. They just vacuum them. Sure. I guess. Why not? I don't, I don't think, Matt, I think you're looking at this... I don't know if maybe I'm just in a better mood this week than I have been in a couple past weeks, I think. <laughs> it certainly seems like it. You're much more forgiving this week. I'm not saying this episode's even good, I would say. Uh, it's not even good or maybe even average, but it's it doesn't care about that stuff. It doesn't want it you really to. Doesn't. It doesn't care. It doesn't want you to ask like, oh, how do wrestling homes actually work? It doesn't want you to ask, you know, how do the Olympics actually work? It doesn't. It, those are questions that previous Simpsons seasons would they would concern themselves with those questions as they are writing the episode. But they don't care. They don't care about real life physics. They don't care about how nursing homes actually work. They don't care if the Olympics have how the Olympics actually decide where they're going to go or any of that. They have they in it. I'm not saying that's good, but. I just get tired of point, point like seeing them like take little dustbusters to old people. And hey, I laughed. I honestly laughed at the Bart using the dustbuster to turn Grandpa into Homer. I laughed at that. Okay, that is the probably least offensive uh, of the jokes. Honestly, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm not like oh, you know, this is so awful. I'm just like, ha, huh, that's funny. Homer, Grandpa, Homer, Grandpa. I, I feel like the same jokes were made before, but that's okay. I mean, it's not I, bad. I mean, I think that those are the jokes that that season, the season ten Simpsons, they can excel at. The ones that are disconnected from anything happening in the plot, <laughs> and that's why that one is fine. And the battleship joke, like, the, there's a lot of like odd non seculars from the old people, and they are largely funny. But you kind of not have to think. Like the plot is, I think. Hey, if you leave out the first act of this, I think this episode is fine. 
I don't know about fine, but it's not terrible, honestly. That's fine. I mean, me, it's not as bad as the past few episodes we've seen. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Bart is a little confused. Uh, we then go to Homer, who has gotten the delivery, finally gotten the delivery of all the springs that he ordered in anticipation of spring getting the Olympics, which they did not. So, hey. Uh, so we also learned that Shelby Hill uh, got the Olympics, which... Okay, sure. Their second choice was Shelby. Probably because they had all their stuff and didn't want to have to move down the road, I guess. Uh, we then get to see Gone with the Wind, edited for seniors, uh, which has uh, no foul language, uh, which uh, there was one word, and it was edited out. And it now has a happy ending, because obviously seniors are too simple to understand the complexities of the ending of Gone with the Wind. I feel like this is the one of the few jokes that does it that bothers me. In like in that Really? This it, one? It is, it's not that it bothers me. It just feels like it doesn't make sense. Like, I understand a lot of the jokes on about, you know, the old people and this is like, they're like, oh, they're old people. They love bingo and they love naps. And that's fine. But if anything, old people hate it when you change the thing that they know. So right? I and, would think and that they, they, they love vulgarity. I mean, look I, at all the STDs that old people have now. I would think that they would like they don't want their thing changed. I Gone with the Wind would been frankly might be a little that movie's too old for them isn't it <laughs> probably like well i mean if grandpa was fighting world war ii i guess that makes sense it is sort of their maybe they're too young i don't know i don't know when gone with the wind was who was it was popular with it, but i would think that they would want it pure not edited out the curse words and the melancholy You'd hope so anyway. I don't know. It uh, it doesn't. Again, I, it's a it's a very brief thing. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, at that point, it becomes imagination time, uh, where the seniors get to sit back and Lisa guides them through what is essentially like a guided meditation, uh, where they imagine being out on the you know out on the sea. They can hear the fog horn. They can feel the sea breeze in their ha hair or scalp. Uh, but then they are brought back in time for pudding. Now Bart treats this like it's the most horrible thing in the world, but. Honestly, this seems like a pretty nice way to spend the day. Uh, I mean, maybe not a day, but at least a little bit of time. They need to sit back and relax, which, you know, it's something seniors need uh, that they can't. Like, that's the most unrealistic part of this episode, I feel like, is when Bart takes them out, they're all running and happy and, you know, being very physically active. And that's just not something a lot of them realistically be able to do. So I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of get Lisa's point here. This is just what they enjoy doing. I Yeah, it's not. This is not any kind of real, like, this is not, like, you can go back to older episodes, like, even if you're, even if you're just singling out Grandpa, this is, this is more just old people. Like, the title of the episode is Old Man and the Sea Student, meaning Grandpa and Bart, but there's right. very little Grandpa and Bart in this. It is mostly Bart and old people. Right. So, I don't, it's not like it's a character study. It ultimately is just like, old people like naps i'm like uh, yeah i get i mean i like naps i'm sure in my 30s i like naps so uh, yeah i'm sure they do they get tired and i've known lots of elderly people they don't and they're not going to go sprinting and running and doing most most <laughs> most of them are not they most of them like to that sit they like to be in a single spot and have things brought to them because getting up is hard when you're old and very painful i mean getting up is hard for me and i'm 30 32 almost 33 <gasps> poor robbie i know i'm decrepit but i don't it, it doesn't imagination time yeah, yeah. does feel great i it, i would feel like it, it is a thing that like frankly 
of the things you hear about, like the the some of the really bad nursing homes and the ones that are corrupt and understaffed and basically treat everyone there like garbage. What we see the old people go through on this day is actually pretty pleasant. It's not bad. Yeah, like I, they take I mean, a nap. Someone is paying attention to them for a large part of it, so that's pretty nice. They have they're taking like they play bingo and they get guided meditation with Lisa and uh, like that's. It, that's something it's not just like hey sit in your room until you get food which is sometimes the case so i, I it's bart's like this is so terrible and i know it's supposed to be like teaching bart like no old people but it, i bart's i don't know does he need to learn this lesson maybe i mean i, I assume this is basically uh teaching children empathy uh like to, to feel what other people are feeling and that's I think what they're trying to get to this point here is that Bart doesn't understand that. And I'm not sure that he learns, but you know, that's, that's what they're going for here is Bart doesn't understand how to understand what other people are feeling. That's, I I think that's fine. That's not bad. It's just not very exciting. And when you look back and you think of like, what do you think of when you think of grandpa and Bart episodes, Matt? Uh, Grumbling, uh, yeah, grandpa yeah. and his grumbling, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. World War II, flying hellfish, episode. flying hellfish. That's what I think of. And this is, and I'm not gonna try and compare every new episode to a classic episode, but it is a. It, guess what? When you make more of it, that's what you're inviting those com- the comparisons. Sorry. Yeah, no, that, that's that's completely fine. That, that that is a legit way to look at it. It's probably not the healthiest way just because you know it's it's not gonna the new episodes aren't going to measure up as well as you know they possibly should but you know hey that's that's one way to look at this stuff so anyway moving on uh after bart attempts to interrupt imagination time with pirates uh and being chastised because these people just ate pudding and now old jewish man needs some ipecac to expunge his wedding ring which he swallowed uh we go back to homer uh who gets beat up uh for trying to sell his leftover springs uh, to Agnes and Skinner. Skinner comes to the door and punches him, even though it was Skinner's fault and Homer wasn't involved whatsoever, except in the general sense of Bart's upbringing. So I for once, I Homer is getting beat up unnecessarily. I don't they, I, I, Matt, I don't think any one person ever even, they never even thought about it, what you just no. said. No, no, but you know, I'm just pointing it out in case anyone when he goes back and looks at it and thinks, oh, hey, uh, this doesn't make any sense. You're right. We thought about it, and it definitely doesn't. So, whatever. Uh, are you ready yeah. for some eye violence, Matt? Oh no, this 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 made me cringe so much. Uh, Homer attempts to sell the springs to his friends at Moe's, uh, using the old uh, spring in the peanut can gag. Unfortunately, most of those springs are usually covered in something and are not just bare metal. So Lenny gets it caught in his eye, uh, then Moe gets it caught in his eye, and then they start pulling uh, it apart. And it, it, and it was very painful. I, I know uh, that there are people who find this funny, but you are monsters. <laughs> That's... This is the worst. This is the I can't. Why eye violence? No, no, thank you. It is I. Eye violence is the worst. I don't like they. Eye violence belongs in horror movies. It is the only place because it is horrific. And I don't care. It will never make me laugh. I don't care when his eye gets all blown up in the the grease episode. I don't like it, and I don't like this. I don't like and and that's even that's not even as bad because that's just big eye. This is metal. In the eyeball, and we already saw how sharp the springs are, and then they get caught up together. And uh, why are you doing this to me? 
you know, having said that, we're going to move right past this because I don't want to think about it anymore. Uh, we then go back to the retirement home where there's more imagination time. Uh, and uh, you oh, remember- sorry, I, I, paused. I I messed up earlier. This is the time when the pirates intrude well, on imagination well, time. We also get some very some one flew over the cuckoo's nest jokes, Matt. Well, of course, you've got uh, Big Chief breaks everything. I believe uh, old Jewish man calls him. I don't. I don't know. I guys, you did the same joke in in season two. Or no, it's three. It was the first episode of season three, I believe. Was yeah, uh, the first episode of season three. First episode of season three with uh, Michael Jackson. If there was something new this time, it would be better. But there's not. It's like you said, it's pretty much the same. It's the same reference. I don't know if they forgot or they just don't care. Um, like I'm fine with them making references to movies from 40 years ago. That's totally cool. I love it. But no, make the same one in the wor- in a worse episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. So they, again, again, that don't think they don't even think they thought about it. They they were on their minds were on a completely different track, mm-hmm. uh, which you know it happens, you know. But uh, at this point, Bart decides he is going to steal the elderly because obviously they want better lives than they're getting here, and for some reason they go with him. So yeah, <laughs> for some reason, yep. And then that's it. Then we go to a commercial. They go. Uh, they want to have fun. No, that doesn't. I mean, maybe, but do they really seem think that going with Bart is going to bring them fun? It, the plot dictates that they go with Bart. That. Oh, okay. That's the important part then. And that's and that's like and that's the, the, the I think the overarching thing about a lot of these the, these episodes. The ones that are that aren't even like miserable. Like we have we, we've we've amassed a collection of episodes uh that are just pure misery on the bottom of our best episode ever list. And those are thoroughly unpleasant to watch. Uh that, and then I feel like there's a a, a a mass of episodes in season 10 that aren't necessarily, like, miserable. Like, they work as, like, hey, this happens, and then this happens, and this happens. No one in it is incredibly vicious and cruel, like, in those episodes. Or, it like, in uh, When We Dish Upon a Star, the stars of the episodes are generally the Simpson family. Like, this is about Bart and Lisa and the old people, which are all Simpsons characters. They're not... Jacqueline Lane does show up, but he's he's a minor, minor character in this thing. But... Very minor, thank goodness. Yes, very minor. But you just get this feeling that no one in this episode is... Cho- like, the characters aren't making choices. The plot is pushing the characters places. And there are certainly kinds of art where you can have plot dictate character choice. And it will work. Does not work, but I ultimately most good art has character with characters with agency, and this just doesn't. It is the old people leave with Bart because the plot says they do, and they go have fun to a Beatles cover of "Can't Buy Me Love." "Can't Buy Me Love" is still a good song. I can say that Beatles are good. This cover is fine. You know, it's not the Beatles, but close yeah it's close enough we get the point of it essentially yeah and they're having fun they're running around it's and it's a it is replica uh, replicating beatles music videos uh from back in the day Uh, and it does a good enough job of that too it's just it's just fine and i'm not gonna if you want to listen to can't buy me love uh you can go listen on the various music platforms um here's a clip about uh old jewish man wanting taquitos full speed ahead damn the torpedoes what do you say? Put on our tuxedos. I want some tuxedos. 
That's all I, only reason I pulled it. They go on a boat cruise for $5 with Sea Captain. I like the old Jewish man wanting taquitos, uh, taquitos non, non sequiturs. Totally fine with me. I thought that was funny. Um, they're on a boat cruise. They, they dance around to the Beatles cover. They go to boat cruise. Uh, we cut back. Homer is still trying to do something with his springs. He starts a kitchen fire because he's using the springs to flip burgers. Sure. I mean, that's, that's an extremely hard thing to do uh, without springs, so obviously you need some kind of assistance. They're not, it's not flipping food. Food is honestly not that hard once you practice a few times. I don't know. I think for Homer it would be. For Homer, it absolutely would be, but I still think that if, you, you know, for the average person, you can, it's just, you know, it's all in the motion. So uh, he is still trying to find something to do with the thousand springs he's ordered. Uh, his solution is now a a new form of baby safety, namely covering a baby, this case Maggie, with springs. I want you to get rid of these springs. But you haven't seen the baby of tomorrow. Ta-da! Now if I drop her, no more tears! Give me my baby! Get up, Marge, I'm going to the hole! I want these springs out of our house today! You flush one down, it whirls around. 999 springs to flush down. You're not flushing those springs down our toilet, are you? Of course not. 996 springs to flush down. 996 springs. I, I also will admit that I laugh at Nike as a basketball. Well, yeah, because that's like one of the few like jokes that don't seem to hurt anybody. <laughs> Even Maggie herself is like not bothered by it she's so, having a good time she's having fun it having homer and march play basketball with their baby is i don't know it's just so absurd it is funny also flushing springs down the toilet totally absolutely definitely gonna happen in real life um so they're the we see the old people having fun like they're dancing it's nice and then lisa shows up they and <gasps> oh did you see how she got on the boat matt no and this, because they, they don't explain it. All they do is show her pop up. You know, Bart is on a telescope. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Not a telescope, but a telescope. Yeah. Is it a tel- just a telescope? Or ben- There's a telescope a- or binoculars. No, I'm pretty sure it's is, a telescope. Is it just a, I thought there was a name for like that, the, for like that kind of telescope. Uh, I don't think so. Is it really just I mean, it's a tel- not a periscope? No, it's, it is not. It, it is whatever it is. Telescope. It is a telescopic but it's like a piratey thing, you know. It's like a, it's not like a. I th- when I when I hear the word telescope, I think of like astronomy. Right. I don't think of still a telescope though. It, yeah, it's, I guess that's fair. So we see Lisa pop up and Bart's alarmed, but in the background of that same that one shot, one shot. This is the only time you see this. There's a, a another boat, and there's rope that it, that is over the top of the railing on the cruise, meaning, and there's no one else on that boat. Lisa is alone. Lisa, an eight-year-old girl, drove the boat, drove a different boat out into the sea and then threw a rope to the cruise and somehow, like, grappled her way on board. I believe that. I believe Lisa. Lisa's smart. Lisa's got this. I don't, again, I understand that it's just, it, it's just the, it's, uh, the, 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 what do they call that in court, Matt, when you get just a proliferation of, of evidence? What do they call that? Uh, 
preponderance a preponderance that's what is happening it's just it adds up through the course of these episodes or you're like oh another thing that they just have it's just lisa's there on this boat they can't even they don't even like have wiggum just we've seen the police springfield police have a boat wiggum couldn't just drive her out and drop her off well no of course not are you just like there's a logical answer there that just that makes sense but instead they have her like the batman <sighs> okay so the old people are having fun and 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 Lisa wants to take them back and she's a little surprised that they're they're being so independent. And then then we see that actually they're still kind of cool with wanting to go back and play bingo. You've got to get the old folks home to the old folks home. No way. They're finally having some fun. How low can I go? That's it. Gee, Bart, maybe you're right. They don't even seem to care that it's medication time. Medication time? Hot dog! Gimme, gimme, gimme! But I've set you free. No more nap time, no more bingo. You can do whatever you want. Let's play bingo! Yeah, let's play bingo! You suck my battleship. No. That's the most charming part to me. Yeah, because Miss Bart realizing it. Wait, you mean you guys like all those things? They weren't forcing you? Also... Just uh, Jasper saying, I sunk my battleship, and everyone laughing. <laughs> and they're just like, it, it, you know, and it, it gives you the, 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 this understanding of like, oh, this is the thing they do all the time. And Jasper makes that joke all the time, and everyone laughs at even, like, even the fact that he repeats it every day. They still laugh, and they still think it's funny. Because it's just, like, they, they, this routine is, is okay, and these people are okay with each other, largely. Um we then see Smithers and Burns on their own ship. We get Smithers drawing Burns naked and a gay joke about Smithers oh, being in the Navy. He's not naked. Mr. Burns is still fully clothed. The, in the drawing, Burns is naked, Matt. Oh, right, right. In the drawing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Burns is, in real life, he is clothed. Smithers is drawing him naked. And then they make a joke about Smithers getting kicked out of the Navy because uh, of reasons. Because he's yeah, gay. Get it? Get it? I got it, guys. It's been 10 years of this. So, uh, Burns crashes. They both, they, they crash. This is explained through Sea Captain having glass eyes. I don't get it, Grandpa. If you guys like all that boring stuff, why did you follow me out here? Gotta do something, Till Bingo. How could you miss that huge boat coming right at us? Oh, two glass eyes. Yep. This is another one of the things where I'm. Am I supposed to like real like every time I've ever seen Sea Captain before and after this, I'm supposed to go, "Oh, he's a blind man," despite the fact, <sighs> Matt. Hmm. I I just it, it it is it is a thing that is it is only for the joke, and it is only because right. they need a crash to happen, and in the sequence of events, they want this. It feels very much like they had this idea of Smithers and Burns on a, a on a ship. So we have that joke written. So they're going to crash into the cruise and they're going to be there's going to be calamity and uh, conflict. And obviously the sea captain would steer away if he could. So he has not that he, he's not drunk. He has two glass eyes. Well, yeah, I'm just like, you could have picked a million different reasons. Oh, he's part of the conga line and, and forgot that he was supposed to be driving. That's just one of so many more reasons that would make sense. It, and it's just, and I have heard complaints 
through in various interviews with Simpsons writers and creators about how fans nitpick these little things here and there that are largely innocuous and don't matter. They're jokes. Don't take them so seriously. I just don't know if they understand. Like, do they understand that liking a thing and wanting this is not. This is not just, this is not continuity, all right? This is not me going, oh, why in season two, is Mar Marge and Homer's relationship was this happened. And in season seven, they changed it so that this happened in the, their relationship at this time. This isn't that. This is a fundamental thing about a character. Sea Captain has not been blind his entire, his entire, every time he's appeared, guess what? He's been able to see. There is. I, Are off, you sure? That off, doesn't make sense. Why would they change that? Off the top of my head, I can remember the gag of him taking pic a picture of Patty and Selma naked and him going, that will last me through nights, lonely nights at sea. And blind people don't take pictures, Matt. Are you dead? But why not? Pictures are wonderful. <sighs> why are you keeping uh, pictures away from um, blind people, Robbie? Come on. I, I just, it just... Another, it's just this preponderance of dumb details. Like, just don't do that. Why are you doing it? Why? If you don't do that, okay. He, they get, they crash. They're all the the ship is going down. Jack Lane shows up. Why is Jack Lane here, Matt? Again, I'm pretty sure I said this before, but I'm pretty sure he's there to point out the fact that yes, old people can be strong. I mean, I understood that already, but. It's just that he showed. It's just. It's not that he's there. It's just that suddenly he's there. Like he's a superhero, which, considering how fit he was well late into his life, is pretty impressive. But I, and then he just uses a throwaway gag because he can't actually rescue them. He ends up. He's so strong. He breaks the ship a second time, and it's okay. And I, I just like if Jack Lane was on board this boat, I feel like we would have seen. Like he would. Like everyone would be going like, "Wow, that's Jack Lane." Isn't it crazy that he's here? It's totally crazy. I guess. <sighs> I'm just. I. I'm. I was pretty calm. Matt. I don't know. I'm getting fired up about this for for no good reason. Fired up. You're getting fired up. Uh huh. Fired up. So, uh, the ship is crash is crashed. It is broken now in two places, and they are going down. Uh, -huh. and it goes down, and then it comes back up, and then it goes down, and then it goes back up, and it does this. Probably. How can that be? It Come happens, on now. It happens. It happens six times before they reveal that all the springs that Homer has flushed down the toilet have ended up in that very same location on the bottom of the sea floor, and the boat is hitting the springs and bouncing back up, giving uh, the authorities time to rescue everyone on board, and everyone is saved. Springs, they save the day, Matt. Indeed they do, because someone had to. Is there anything they can't do? Well, uh, they they can't not destroy your eyes. That's okay. That's that's fair. I have a question, man. This is another question I have for you that, that popped into my head about uh, the ending of this episode. So I do have one more clip, but it is largely disconnected from this question. So, Das Bus. You remember Das Bus? I do very well. We had a discussion about the ending of that episode, right? Right. And at the end, it shows, it, it, it just trails off, basically. It leaves the, the kids in this precarious situation, and all we get is a voiceover at the end saying, oh, they get saved by, let's say, Mo, by James, uh, 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 James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. And 
you know, we had a discussion about, is that cheap? Is that fair? That, you know, they don't, do they earn that? Is it actually say anything about the endings and about how we are saved and for, like how shows, you know, so, oh, so often have everything wrapped up in a very neat little bow at the end, blah, 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 blah. We have that long discussion. And when this, this ending feel like a counterpoint to me because it, it shows you them being rescued. Is this better? Hmm. I, I do wish. Yes. Yes, it is better. I'm just going to say that straight out. But I see where you're going with it. I mean, this rescue is kind of hackneyed and thrown together the last minute kind of thing. But I actually like there's a little bit of denouement uh, to this. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, it gives you a little bit of closure and lets you figure out exactly how things happened. And it gets in some last minute jokes. It just it feels more complete than DOS Bus. I would disagree because I don't see the charm in it in the charm in the ending, this ending of not because I'm about I'm about to play the clip of Bart and grandpa uh, as they're being rescued in their their little chat, which I think is actually pretty sweet. But I don't see the charm in, oh, Homer flushed down all these springs and they end up saving the day. And I don't know if that's just because. It's so incredibly unrealistic and so reliant on cartoon physics. I just can't. I just can't make that leap. You know, I just can't go, oh, of course, they're saved by springs. Like, I, I just know too much. Like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a genius about uh, displacement of water and the, how, how the physics of boat crashes and sinks and sinking uh. and all that is. But I know enough. To know that it doesn't work like this. And it doesn't even, it's not even close. It, it, this is Looney Tunes. This is Looney Tune physics. This is, this is Wiley Coyote falling off a cliff and hitting a giant spring and bouncing all the way back up. And 100% of the time, I will prefer an ending that is James Earl Jones making a dumb joke about how it doesn't matter how they get rescued because we know they will. And there's just no charm in this to me. See, the Grandpa Bart conversation is what makes sense for me uh, because well, that gives you a little bit of – That's not what I'm asking about. I'm asking about the boat. So, oh, about the boat, them getting rescued by the springs or whatever? Yes. Okay. In that case, yeah, I see your point then uh, because you're right. That makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, they could have just sunk and then plucked them out of the water. It would have made no difference whatsoever. Uh, you're right that there's really no difference between those two. Like I, I don't need, I don't need the A and B. I don't need the spring plot to enter into this equation. I guess I don't know if that just makes me an old fuddy duddy, but it just feels, it feels like Kirk Van Houten's arm getting chopped off by a wire and us ignoring it. See, I, I feel like to me those two are equivalent. So there's no like one or the other. Uh, it doesn't make any difference to me, so I, I don't know why it would offend you. It doesn't offend me. It just I I don't I think it's I think it's dumb. Yes, it is dumb, but so is the <laughs> Indian Das Bus. I think it's less dumb. I think it's exactly the same amount of dumb. I feel like because they neither one of them make any sense. Das Bus though has context about the the, the variety of the status quo though, and this has nothing like that. In what way does Das Bus have anything I, about the status quo in it? Okay, Matt. At the end of every Simpsons episode, like at the end of Das Bus, all the children are stranded on an island. On the next episode, you and I both understand, and everyone on Earth understands, they're not going to start the next episode with them stranded on an island. They're going to start fresh right. with a family in front of the TV or whatever. Right? Yeah. 
So I'm I'm not saying Dust of Us ultimately succeeds at this. I'm just saying this is what they're going for. And I'm saying, like, they are going for the fact that we all understand that the status quo is going to be re, like, is going to be, we're going to come back to it, revisit it. It will always be there in most cases. So why are we wasting time on it? Fair enough. But I mean, like, if what would you rather have them do with the extra, like, 30 seconds they saved? Give us a little bit more about have the this is a large a larger I think a larger problem with this episode versus like I we're talking about this a lot I don't it's it is thirty seconds it doesn't it's I feel like it's dumb cartoon jokes that don't aren't funny largely um if you, I I don't I mean, that's, I, that's season I, ten alone <laughs> I know you're not wrong uh, I think largely the, we have a, the, like this episode's about like oh people we we uh, often go oh people. We they need Bart going. Oh, they need more excitement in their lives, and the realization. Oh, actually, they're kind of okay with the routine. You know, they're okay with playing bingo. They they're all right with that. Um, but we really don't get it directly from any of the old people, and that makes it just seem like they're children. Even and the fact that Bart and Lisa are eight and ten years old, meaning so these so that means the old people are like five year olds mentally. Like give them like it is the hardest thing about when you watch uh, Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson and the Curse of the Flying Hellfish. Like that gives that episode is like the largest example of Abe having agency even as an old man and him going on this gnarly adventure and his speech to Burns at the end and him the salute and you're dismissed and all that stuff and the, his bonding with Bart. It Abe's a character in that. He's a person. He's feels right. real. I don't what is the Abe in this? What are any of these old people? You know, they make some cute jokes and they talk uh, non sequiturs about taquitos and battleships. But they don't ever make real choices. They, you know, Bar goes, why'd you come with me? He's like, oh, we got to do something until bingo. Not like they don't yeah. give me, you want, you know, and ask what I do with those extra 30 seconds. I'd have give them to Abe right there and say, well, you know, we, you're a new person. And I ha, ha, I like seeing my grandson and he wanted us, to, he wanted to take us somewhere. So I went cause I love him. That's all it would get. Like that's 30 seconds. And it adds, an incredible amount of depth to this episode. Instead, we get 30 seconds of a boat bouncing up and down on springs, which I mean, that. that's true of a lot of this episode could have been cut for that. I mean, it's, it's not just that one particular thing. Again, Matt, you're not wrong. <laughs> so they are, they get rescued. And as they are being harnessed away, uh, Bart and grandpa share a little moment. So you working tomorrow at the home, Bart? Well, I finished my community service. Oh, right. But I could swing by after school. I'll bring the limbo stick. Hot diggity! So, uh, th- and then the uh, grandpa's very excited, and he ends up squirming enough that they get they fall off the thing into the ocean during the credits. Ha 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 ha! It seems to be a thing. They just keep doing that, don't they? Yep. They keep having like this physical, like this gag in the end credits where they get saved, but then they don't or, or, or whatever. Um, or that, or Homer gets shot very bad. Um, I, I think this episode is fine. It's, it's not as bad as some of the ones we've seen. It's not good. We're not going to go, you know, anywhere probably in the top 50, but it's still pretty good compared mm. to speaking the rest of the season. Um, mm. we'll see. Let's just put it that way. We'll see. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it is the very, it is a 
archetypal season 10 Simpsons episode. That is definitely true. For good and for ill. Mostly ill. Um, no submissions for this for my favorite episode. If you do have a favorite, send it in at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. Explaining why it is your favorite. And I'll get there. Um, when we get there, I'll read it on air. Also, if you have an old one that you missed, send it in for our holiday episode at the end of the year. And I'll read it then. Um, I have a question for you, Matt. Is this episode okay. broken? I don't think it's broken. Uh, we've seen lots worse ones. And there's, there's nothing particularly bad about this episode that makes me think, oh, this is just a completely flawed premise. It's it's decent. It's not great. But, you know, I, would I don't think it's going to be anyone's uh, favorite, though. No, I would agree. It is. It is not broken. It has problems, but it is not in pieces. It's just it'll need to go. It'll need a new carburetor in like six months. Yeah, <laughs> but not. It's fine. It'll run. It's a five hundred dollar car. Makes sense. If it runs, hey, you pay $500 for it. Um, we can move on to our next segment at some point. There we go. It is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group. It's right. Come through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group. See what people are talking about uh, a week or two after episode debuted and what they thought of the episode. Uh, they really didn't like this episode, Matt. It's so weird. I, I mean, there have been so many worse episodes, but, you know, let them hate what they hate. So here we go. Some examples. I guess Bart no longer deserves decent episodes. The whole plot line of giving the Springfield the Olympics should have been replaced with a typical Bart got in trouble line. The only enjoyable part of the episode is when the elderly population of Springfield is spending the day in the park with Can't Buy Me Love as the background music. I won't even bother with Homer's dumbass food. subplot. F. <laughs> episode had a good first act, but faltered at the start of Act 2 and dropped dead halfway through the episode. The thought of an Olympic-based... Episode was a good idea. It should have been built on it instead of being dropped. Unfortunately, subplot with the Springs was bad at best. The only really good portion of this one was Bart vacuuming Abe. F. Simpsons often has jokes to stereotype old people, and they're often funny. Simpsons age Abe's pointless stories and the crazy old man antics. It's not funny when you throw 31, by my count, senior citizen jokes in one episode. Didn't help that we never got acquainted with any of the seniors, so we couldn't even feel sympathy for them when we were supposed to. The springs in the eyes were one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen on the show. Homer was a class A uh, jerk, and I only like the Hard Days Night parodies. I hope that after Homer's enemy, I would never have to give out an F grade again. I was wrong. Which, yeah. that's a different issue altogether. They, I was about to say, is like, they already gotten one thing wrong. You know? However, there is one I, There is a, a one shining example of someone who liked the episode. What a wonderful episode. It possessed both a good plot and subplot. Lots of screen time for Bart and Lisa. Some nice commentary on the boring life of the elderly. And loads of laughs as well. Greater the Native American scene was puzzling. The Spring of the Night scene was a bit macabre, if guiltily funny as well. No. And both the pulling the sinking ship and the bouncing sinking ship scenes a bit over the top cartoonish. But they were minor blemishes on an otherwise solid episode. A. No, thank you. Sigh. No, thanks. Um, a, 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 a tidbit. When Bart yells, damn the torpedoes, he is quoting Admiral David Farragut, who said it during the Battle of Mobile Bay in 1864, when the ships under his command were moving timidly to avoid the minefields instead of resolutely forward as he wanted. So now you know. Yep. I mean, I knew it already, but yeah, that's, that's fine. It's, I'm not always just speaking to you specifically, Matt. I know. Sometimes I'm talking to the greater wide world. All of them out there. They need they need our education that we're giving them. Uh, I would I didn't know that, so I thought other people would want to know. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's about it though. Not much else. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the literature question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. 
Oh, let's do a question of the week this week. Is what is your favorite dream sequence? Tons and tons of great answers, as always. Appreciate everyone who takes the time. First from Alan. When Homer works two jobs and falls asleep behind the wheel, uh, ventures in slumberland, uh, Homer. Very good. Holly, obviously the land of chocolate, although it's a daydream. I still remember seeing that for the first time with my best friend in probably 1986. We couldn't start laughing for a good five minutes. Uh, James, the Studio Ghibli dream from Mary to the Blob. Uh, um, The Miyazaki references were some of the best stylistic homages in the series history. Uh, Kevin, he said it was just a name. What he meant is that Monster Island is actually a peninsula. It's very good. Monster Island. Zach, come on, Lise. We both know how this money should, nay, must be spent. Then giant robot ants. Well, I mean, how else are you going to spend that money? I don't know. That's the only answer. Uh, For Mike, uh, Lisa, I want to help you, George Washington. I want to help you, George Washington? Even your dreams are square. Um, Aaron, Lisa's sleeping gas stream from last exit to Springfield. Help us. Oh, help us. Very good. Chris, Homer, Homer Simpson. He's about to hit a chestnut tree. Jean-Pierre, school's out dream sequence from Camp Krusty. Attention, everyone. This is Principal Skinner. I trust you all remember to bring in your implements of destruction. <laughs> Very good. Yep, that's what you need on the last day of school. That's how I felt. Jose Burns tells Smithers about having the dream where they fly in through the window and Smithers flashes to a moonlit, moonlit scene and Burns gracefully gliding up to his bed. You know the one where they fly in through the window? Alex, Homer, what's the matter? Ain't you ever seen a naked chick riding a clam before? Uh, Birth Venus reference. Uh, Laura, the dream sequence in Bart Sells a Soul is a little creepy, but so good. I agree. Cole at midnight on the third day. Look, fella, it's Lisa in the sky. I guess I, I need a better Beatles accent. Look, fellas, it's Lisa in the sky. That's still not good. But there you go. That's pretty good. That's better. Uh, Quackity L at Quackity L. Uh, does the Don't Eat the Clues segment of Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2 count? If so, that has to be my favorite. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Very popular. Uh, Donnie also uh, agrees that the, the Sioux. Twin Peaks all the way. I was a huge fan of the show during his initial run when I was 12 years old. So seeing this a loving homage to an underrated favorite show of mine with nothing short of spectacular. Uh, Jordan, J. Scott, 1028. Under the sea. Under the sea. No accusations. Just friendly crustaceans. Under the sea. Employee Million at O. Benjamin, the second half of How I Wet Your Mother, especially Homeropolis. Uh, Lauren at L. Columbia 88. The land of chocolate, if only for Homer taking a bite out of a chocolate dog and it yapping away. And that German man politely sitting there for 30 minutes while Homer has his dream. <laughs> land of chocolate, most popular answer by far. Land of chocolate is very popular. Matt, what is your answer? I'm going to have to go with uh, the George Washington dream as well. Uh, we had quitters during the revolution too, but we called them Kentuckians. That's a great dream sequence. What did Kentucky do to deserve that? Uh, during the Revolutionary War, I'm not sure. I mean, Kentucky, I don't even sure Kentucky was a state during the Revolutionary War. My answer is, in, I might be cheating. I'm going to say Mysterious Voyage of Homer, the entire Pepper sequence. In your face, Space Coyote, all that. Does that count, Matt? Can I include? It's long, but, the, uh, you it, know, it's it, the it, most contentful. It, it, is a dream, it is a dream sequence, right? Correct? Technically, yes. If Okay, if that doesn't count, then I will do the Bart Sells' Soul dream sequences of him also it, really good on the boats so one and two next week's question is what is the best moment that occurs on the water some there is some strong contenders because i can think of two off the top of my head that i'm not sure about and both are amazing have, have we gotten to the monkey knife fight on the water yet i don't remember okay i'll have to look that up because that was a good one I'm, i don't it's in season 11 so next season we'll get there you can still use it as an answer, right? There's, there's no... But uh, I'll, post oh, this, that's right. I'll post this question on our social media, facebook.com slash the Sipsa Show Pod, uh, on 
Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Uh, follow and like us, all that good stuff. Next up, Matt, guess what time it is? Too late. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is for Matt and I. Each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. Uh, I am... We we are tied. Neck and neck. 46 points apiece for this season. We'll probably... Whoever loses will uh, probably involve us drinking lawnmowers. Yikes. It's going to be a rough one. We can do it. Lock in wheatgrass. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, give me start, man. Give me an easy question. All right. Your easy question. What does Homer steal in Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment? Uh, cable. Tele- you are correct. Television. He pirates it, technically, but, you know. Right. Close enough. Your easy question, man. These are all from Burns Air. Your easy question. What provokes Burns to search for an heir? Uh, I believe he, a near-death experience. I'll give you it. I mean, he gets the, the, he almost drowns in the tub when Smithers puts the sponge on top of him. It's so heavy. <laughs> it is. What's my medium question? Your medium question. What does SNA stand for? Oh, man. I, th- you, I think you've asked me this before, and I didn't know then either. So this is good. <laughs> uh, um, I don't remember. No idea. I don't even remember what episode that's from. Uh, it's uh, Marge versus Itchy and Scratchy. Uh, it is Springfieldians for Nonviolence, Understanding, and Helping. I'm going to need to write that down somewhere. Just like you look, should. Look at it every day and remember. Okay, Matt, your meaning question. What are the two E's according to Chief Wiggum? The two E's? He is coaching Ralph for the audition. What are the two E's? Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, I want to say it's enunciate and energy. You're correct. Yes! Oh, man, I was so unsure of that one. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. What's my hard question? Oh, I'm sorry. Your hard question. I don't know. You might get this one really easily. I, if you do, I'm in trouble. Spell Quijibo. Oh, God. Q W Q W I J. No, Q W Y J I B O. Quijibo. You are so close. It is K, not Q. Ah! All right. Here's our question, man. Homer and Marge go to Conformco Brain Deprogrammers. They are a subsidiary of who? Oh, um... Oh, man. It's something involving cookies. Uh, oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, crap. Is it? Oh, I can see the sign. Uh, Little Ronnie's Chocolate Chip Cookies. Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields. I thought for sure it wasn't real. Oh, well. All right. Well, put you up two heads, two points ahead of me again, Matt, with only a few hand, a few handful of episodes to go. Whew. Hey, I feel good having a tiny lead. I have only myself to blame. This is all my fault. I have some bonus questions for you, though. Oh, goody. These are from John again. Thank you, John. I'm going to give you name of restaurant or cafe that have been appeared in only one Simpsons episode. Give you the, I'm going to give you the restaurant. You name the episode. And these are all from ones we've already reviewed. These have all been in the podcast so far. So, Wally Weasels. Uh, oh, uh, um, um, what's the name of the episode? The one with the, the transmitter, Timmy O'Toole. Uh, we're sending our love down the well. What the hell is that episode named? 
I only accept names of episodes, not vague descriptions of them. I know, I know. I, I got nothing. I can't figure it out. Radio Bart is the name of that episode. Of course. The Slaughterhouse. Oh, uh, Maximum Homer Drive. Good job. Up, Up, and Buffet. Up and Buffet? I have no idea. Natural Born Kissers. Oh. Big T, Burger and Fries. I have no idea. Big T, Matt, Homer the Vigilante. Oh, of course. The Beer and Brawl. Colonel Homer? Correct. Madam Chow's. Oh, uh, oh, Uh, uh, the names of episodes are hard. They are so difficult. What is the Mindy episode? Uh, the, the, uh, oh, the, the Last Temptation of Homer. Good job. Two guys from Kabul. Or Kabul. I'm not sure it's Oh, uh, uh, um, oh, the girl next, no, the girl down the road. Shoot. It is, um, um, we need, we're going to start introducing Matt's alternate title. <laughs> I have no idea. It's the one with Laura. New Kid on the Block. And you're right. New Kid on the Block, of course. The Municipal House of Pancakes. The Twisted World of Marge Simpson. Correct. They wouldn't change their name to Municipal House of Burgers. Heck no. Uh, Jerry Joe's Coffee Shop. No clue. Marge and the Lamb. Flickies. Um, oh, 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 um. <sighs> Shoot. It's the funeral episode. I have no idea what the name of it is. I can't. What? What? It's I got nothing. Itchy and scratchy land. Of course. Just... Final one. Greasy Joe's bottomless barbecue pit. Oh. I honestly don't know. Principal Charming. I got nothing. Oh, really going for the Patty and Selma love there. I, I'm just. I'm just. Hey, I'm just. I'm just reading. The, I'm just. I'm just a messenger, right? I know. I know. I just, know. That'll do it for trivia for this week. Move on. To our final segment. Segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is part of Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So, Matt, I don't. This is not a good episode. You're correct, it is not. I personally would put it somewhere south of Bart the Genius. And number he's Bart the Genius is at number one ninety four. I would put it under that somewhere. Hmm, you're right. I, I do believe that Bart the Genius is better than this. Uh, I I don't think much further down though, because right below that you've got Viva Ned Flanders and Simpson Tide. And honestly, mm, I feel like the ending of this is very similar to the ending of Simpson Tide, where it just makes zero sense. I think the ending of this makes more sense than Simpson Tide in the weird in in the logic of at least. Season 10 of Simpsons. Like, it's just, right. you know, cartoon physics saves them. Which is, you know, it, it is connected to something. It is connected to Homer's springs. Is it that it's not obviously all like there's no zombie Lennon in this or penguins who have their own ship. But right. I don't know. I feel like it's close to Simpson Tide. It's on that. I feel like the overall, like the rest of Simpson Tide is better than this, but the ending of this is better. So I would probably put it just above Simpson Tide. I think the first act of this episode is bad. I would say the second and third acts are okay and have some good solid laughs in them. And mm -hmm. I, I know I complain a lot about the cartoon stuff, but it largely is still okay. It, it works. It holds together. 
And like, it, I think there's so much more room. There's so much potential for nuance and character in this, but it doesn't like fall apart. It isn't Max. It isn't Sunday Cruddy Sunday. It isn't Maximum no. Homer Drive. It 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 feels you know it has a sweet moment at the end about Bart wanting to go back. So it's just this first. It's like that first act is just terrible. It's just full of ethnic stereotypes that aren't funny and like nonsense Olympic stuff that makes no sense anywhere. Like it, like you talk about things not making sense. And if Simpson Tide doesn't make any sense, the entire first act of this episode makes zero sense. Nothing in it. Right. It works like in any kind of logical way. It is literally just telling us how this episode works. It's just literally saying like it's spelling out the Simpsons are going the the Olympics are coming to Springfield and the Simpsons and then they don't. And then we have the plot and it's just like I, I think it generally like it actually picks up significantly, I think, in the second third act because it is just it's wacky and cartoonish, but it it is the Simpsons doing like things with the family and each other and nothing. They're not cruel. It's just kind of, they're then going on a wacky adventure, which is better than the alternative. Um, I think I would put it just, actually I would put it just below Bart, the genius and above Viva Ned Flanders. Makes sense. I mean, it doesn't really, but because I'm not saying the episode makes sense, but I'm saying where you're putting it makes sense. I think it's ultimately the heart is what puts it above Viva Ned Flanders to me. Yeah. Like, it's nothing, like, Viva Ned Flanders from front to back probably makes slightly more sense in as a in a kind of way, but I think the, the, the overall charm of this is the fact that Bart, he may be a little misguided. He is ultimately trying to give these old people fun and having, give them a good time, you know? It's, he, none of this is mean. You know, he he's like, let's take them, let's take them out for fun on, on during the day. Let's go on a cruise. You know, it's all, it's fun stuff. It is nothing like, oh, I we gotta be mean to people for no reason. Which is a lot of Viva Ned Flanders is incredibly mean spirited. Yeah, and that's gonna be significantly significant detriment when I look at an episode. The old man and the sea student is now number one ninety five in the list, right below Part the Genius, right above Viva Ned Flanders. Last on the list is still When You Dish Upon a Star at two ten now. Homer's Enemy is number one, despite that one news group person giving it an F. <laughs> Um, our next episode, Matt, is Monty Can't Buy Me Love. So, Mr. Burns, uh, mil- Millionaires, you're with me, right? Yep, I'm totally with you. Okay, Loch Ness Monster. Hey, I've seen much worse. I, I just, I just want to make clear, like, next week's episode is an episode where the literal Loch Ness Monster is a real thing and shows up. You know... I feel like you're trying to dissuade me from this, but no, no, nothing could compare to what has come before. <laughs> I have no problem. <laughs> I just don't know, Matt. I don't remember this episode at all, uh, but I do know that the Loch Ness Monster is in it. And this is not just like, this is not a fake Loch Ness Monster. This is not some ruse by Mr. Burns. It is the literal sea dinosaur that's like 60 million years old or whatever. The literal mythological cryptid is in this yep. the next episode okay just want to make that clear to everyone this is where we're at you remember when them getting a pet elephant was crazy well yeah but you know that was several seasons ago things just get crazier right sure sure that'll be next week i know i'm excited 
<sighs> you seem a little overly excited there. Uh, it's just I'm just I am just I'm just losing my mind now. I think that's what's happening. So uh, uh, th- that'll do it for us this week. Uh, you can find us online on Facebook, on Twitter, on all that stuff. You can find the links to that stuff. On our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Uh, it's up again. It's moved hosts. Now it's it's working. Once again, it was down for a couple days. Now it's up again. Uh, everything's good and great. So go there. Check out our links, and you can see the list and everything on it. Patreon link. It helps us. We like it. Lose my mind. Find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Check out my other podcast, Hanson Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. And uh, Serial Fanaticist. It's about lots of nerdy things. The last episode was about DMing. Or no, wait. No, the last episode was about cooking Griad with the Galloping Gourmet. So before that was DMing. So Galloping Gourmet was an interesting cooking show from the late 60s, early 70s with a psychopath as the main, as the, as the host, Graham Kerr. The psychopath? What? He is a crazy man. I don't know if it's all an act or whatever, but he's certainly really crazy in that episode. Uh, it's entertaining. I didn't really learn anything about cooking, but I don't know if that's yeah. important. Um, Matt does not participate in social media. Unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. That's true. However, I have recently been studying ants and their smell-based communication systems. So uh, feel free to waft a few messages in my direction. I'll do my best to tra- you know, transcribe them correctly and get back to you. You Ant-Man? Well, not at the moment, no. Giant man? Maybe a little. I mean, I have been called a giant. You're, you're, you're a large man. <laughs> that is accurate. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this as ends. Shh.